because you can't get away with it, you know, anything forever. <laughs> you know, you eventually you get can't home. hide a household appliance like a television <laughs> for very long. No. <laughs> I remember when my parents caught me with a dishwasher. I was like, no, it's <laughs> not what you think. <laughs> I don't want to wash them by hand. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to 321 Lay On Podcast, a podcast about LARPing. Myself, Ashton Ruby, my brother, Evan Ruby, and our good friend, Joe. How's it going, interwebs? Uh, We have a special episode today. Um, Normally, we talk about live action role playing, but we wanted to bring on a good friend of ours, an old friend. (laughs) <laughs> no offense, Justin. But uh, we have exciting news. We're going to partner up with the podcast network, Next Level Nerd. And we're going to talk a lot more about that. Uh, Justin McConnell and Mitch Valvano, they have a movie podcast that they started recently. And we're old friends. We go back to high school and Mitchell and I were in a band together. Evan was in the band at one time, too. Uh, you don't leave me out. <laughs> but... Uh, I was in the band as well. Oh, that's right. Justin did play trumpet yeah. for about a week. Yeah. Were you cowbell? Yeah. <clears throat> so, Tambourine. Anyway, we uh, I was helping them out, getting started a little bit on the technical end, and we just kind of kept talking and collaborating, and we thought uh, we'd all do better working together. So we are going to become part of the Next Level Nerd community. Part of the movement, man. Yeah. Join the revolution. Exactly. Level up. Free your mind. Yeah. Free it. Free it. This, inter- <laughs> this internet's not going anywhere. Yeah. So. So we thought we'd bring Justin on, um, see what he knows about LARP, if anything, uh, but mostly just talk about what we plan to do in the future and why we decided to work together. So thanks, Justin. How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing excellent. Thank you. Appreciate you guys uh, bringing me on and letting me ask questions and stuff, you know, um, complete and total outsider have no when i think larp i think renaissance fair and the guy screaming lightning bolt lightning bolt lightning bolt but you know yeah i know but uh (laughs) that's um kind of the extent of things for me you know um i have several questions as to how you guys got started in this and and what it's all about and everything you know i'm of the mind that uh you know, even if it's something that's maybe not for me, but maybe it is for me, you know, <laughs> just kind of want to explore it. And, uh, you know, I'm open, man. I'm, I'm an exhibitionist. Wait, is this Ashton's like <laughs> underhanded way of like getting you to be the person for the, for who's never large before? <laughs> no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, but I also don't like to get off the couch very much, so... Man, I feel you there. (laughs) The whole going outdoors thing that is like, maybe not. Yeah. But, um, you you know, shut up. (laughs) But the, uh, you know, the biggest question that I have really is like, give, if you guys could like give me a little insight as to how like the whole larping community has really started you know as far as i'm concerned it's like i I mean i'm just picturing it as like the next evolution of like dungeons and dragons and stuff and like going from you know tabletop gaming into obviously a live action version of that but i'm also thinking of like rpg games and that kind of thing um in terms like video games and you know i'm just interested in in how that how larping has started and become like a more of a cultural thing sure um well i would recommend there's a great series it's called crash course i believe and um they did a bunch that were like kind of video game nerd related and there's one on larp actually that's pretty good gives you a good summary but you're supposed to give the summary ashton yeah what do you what are you what are you talking about links and go here go there yeah figured out I have no idea how LARPing started, actually. I never researched that myself, which is kind of weird because I got into LARPing like four years ago at 30 years old. (laughs) See, it's never too late. (laughs) Because of like (laughs) foam latex weapons. Like I have two boys 
So this all started because you wanted to beat your kids? Yeah, we wanted to beat the, <laughs> in a safe way. Beat, beat the piss out of each other. Yeah, in a safe way. So it was kind of like it was like Nerf swords. Right. They don't really they don't really last long, and they kind of like hit hard. <laughs> and then um, I started looking up like foam weapons, and I found like uh, LARP weapons, and that's kind of how I kind of came across LARP. I was like, what is that? You know, live action yeah. play. Looked it up. Did a little Wikipedia search. Then I saw the movie Role Models, and I was like, if I can meet people like this, it'll be fun. <laughs> I've actually yeah, not seen, seen it, no, but um, we talked about doing like a crossover episode, um, which I kind of wanted to start with this, but whatever, about Justin's podcast and what he's doing, um, but it's a movie podcast, and I thought it'd be cool if uh, him and Mitch watch a movie with LARP whether it's role models or Knights of Badass them or something, and they kind of review it, and then Evan and I and or Joe could, you know, whoever's available, go on and kind of talk about it and give our own experiences or our own critiques of the movie if we think that's a good representation or not or what, you know. Yeah. I do plan to watch it at some point. Basically, LARP started. The, the two bits I know is, um, you're right, it kind of did uh, form from like a tabletop gaming culture. Uh, it's like in the 70s and it's kind of like I don't know that there is a agreed upon like first event um, origin or whatever because right. similar things I think started to crop up around the same time and unlike all over the world like not this isn't like an American thing necessarily you know so it was going on in Europe and Australia and stuff uh, and there's also another thing I was talking to Josh Yoder about like there's some kind of connection to the Boy Scouts of America um, like a lot of the first LARPs were kind of connected as that because they mm. like own and ran a lot of the campsites. Um, and so I don't know if that was just kind of like a clever way to like be able to rent the camp or charge a lot less to, you know, be a nonprofit uh, in order to secure the land enough to pay taxes and stuff. I don't know. But uh, there's also a connection with that. And I think a lot of them still run as a, they're technically a Boy Scout run organization um mm. and so and i think dragoneer is if it's not the oldest it's one of the oldest ones um trying to remember some other ones that are really big nero is like a super big one and that's a cool one because they have different chapters throughout the united states and i think overseas too but they have the same rule systems and i believe you can go to any event and still play like your same character or whatever um, so, but that's kind of, to my understanding, atypical, a lot of games are kind of their own rules and their own world, much like five or six people can get together and play Dungeons and Dragons and they have like a base set of rules and create their own world and do whatever they want. Uh, LARP's right. kind of like that too. Um, except they don't necessarily use a standard set of rules. Every game can make up their own rules, their own world, their own lore, um, that kind of thing. So I think that's their own what lore, you know, like, Oh, I thought you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I thought you said boar. I was like, <laughs> maybe to some people <laughs> don't use jargon, man. I'm, I'm fresh off the boat, <laughs> but that's maybe a barrier to entry for some people. Like it is kind of like, depending on how much you want to get into it, we all kind of know how certain people can be about understanding everything about every little thing about the thing they're passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Star Wars. <laughs> sure. There are Star Wars LARPs, if in case you were wondering. I was gonna bring that up at really? one point. Where? <laughs> uh I haven't looked it up, but I've actually followed a guy really? on Instagram. He has a couple of like boffer lightsabers and he does like that's... martial arts and he looks like a Jedi swinging around, so that's kinda cool. If they need a fat Han solo <laughs> <laughs> They always do, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure there's no fat Han solos in that group. I mean, I kind of just scratched the surface, but Joe or Evan, you want to add anything that I kind of skipped over you might word differently? I don't know any uh, history, if you're asking, but, you know, I think a lot of it just comes from people having an imagination and wanting to play in the woods together and, you know, maybe form some kind of legitimate rule system rather than uh, getting into arguments on whether a fireball hit you or not. That was enlightening. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I would say that a lot of LARPing and any credence or that it kind of like builds upon as far as its history uh, stems from really like 
everyone's childhood and just playing pretend, playing the characters that you love, you know, like Captain America or Spider-Man and stuff like that, and just mm-hmm. playing heroes or villains with your friends and you just, you know, make believe and that sort of thing. So I think that that's really the heart of, of what LARP really is. It's it's being able to to play pretend like as an adult. Yeah. And maybe, you know, yeah, the rules are important and to some people and all this and the other. But at the end of the day, like, you know, you're role playing like fighting or whatever, like you did, you know, when you were a kid. And that's the real, I think, connection that everybody can kind of like, whether they realize it or not, that's that's what brings them in and brings them back every time. It's just that that it's it's like reminiscing like your childhood every time you go in a way. Right. Because, that's deep. You know, you get those moments. You know, like you did when you were a child. No, I mean... That's what I tried to say, but you worded much better. (laughs) (laughs) The way, you know, the way I kind of think about it is like, you know, everybody kind of has stuff that they're passionate about, passionate about, and things that they enjoy and that kind of thing. And, you know, to me, I was thinking about it today, knowing I was going to be on the show. And I was like, so if you had to boil it down, what exactly would it be? And I kind of came up with the idea that it's more um, of an interactive storytelling, you know, which is basically exactly what all gaming is, whether it's video games or, you know, if it's tabletop games, those kind of things. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of looked at it and I was like, yeah, I can. It, it's not something that that, you know, I'm super interested in or whatever, but I can fully understand the whole the whole draw to it um you know and and i'm glad we're we're we kind of live in an age where people are able to connect over their interests more readily and sure. and uh you know share information and stuff and so the stigma of uh some of the nerd culture stuff like larping is is starting to be um lifted and removed a little bit you know we don't have to hide in the dark and read our comics anymore we can go to the damn movies yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, you basically hit the nail on the head for the most part. Um, interactive sto- storytelling, and what's kind of extra cool about it is it's like it's almost the same as like improv theater. Like you are you are part of that story. Um, yeah. Like it's the most interactive. It's not just you watching and maybe selecting a dialogue option. It's like if you want to interact, you have to think words and say them to other people you know <laughs> good job doing that yeah exactly that's about how well i role play uh so uh and so and that's when like so when something cool happens it's like everybody was there and it all happened you know in real time you all experienced right. it you know that's what i think just kind of elevates the fun and the enjoyment for a lot of people so i guess um you know i have a couple other questions Shoot. and stuff you know, just to dive into this world a little bit more. Um, so how did each of you get started with role-playing, role-playing games, and, you know, eventually, you know, get into this uh, this pastime? Great question. Evan and I are probably the same, so go ahead, Evan. <laughs> That's true. So our older brother, uh, probably both of them, older brothers, played video games and... Don't get me uh, started on them. Yeah, I guess it's mainly our oldest brother, Ian. He got us into video games and then eventually into Dungeons and & Dragons. And there was one summer I think we played every day. Eventually, he and his friends started LARPing at a nearby camp. And then once we were old enough, invited us to come along. And that's when we got started and we thought it was super fun. And we did it when we could. And then life got in the way, so we had <laughs> for you know probably 10 years yeah at least uh, another good friend of ours uh bill o'rock he lives uh near scranton pa and a friend of his got him into larping out there and then they decided to start playing with this group frontier dawn and then bill said hey why don't you guys come join us we said yes <laughs> <laughs> took zero convincing yeah these days, time still isn't great, but at least we have jobs and a little expendable income. And, uh, you know, this is what we choose to 
spend that on. And, uh, you know, we got into it really hardcore. Like, we just uh, couldn't figure out why we hadn't done it in so long. Yeah. <laughs> and we had such a great time, you know, even though our group is on the other side of the state, you know, we make the drive almost every month because, you know, it's such a, a great experience. Yeah, we lucked out. If you listen to some other episodes, we kind of fanboy out about Frontier Dawn a lot. Um, but they they got something definitely good going, uh, and a lot of credit is to a really good staff because um, a lot of them have a lot of experience slurping, um, but they also just are, like, real creative, and they also kind of, like, I think they understand what makes a good game, and it's it's not always what I think the norm is around gaming like a lot of people might think oh a real complex system that lets you unlock super cool abilities after you play for a year or super in-depth story and it's like yeah that's that's all great and make a good game but like i think they really focus on like giving the players what they want um or and and it's not always like giving them what they want but (laughs) uh it's always like making sure that they are having a good time and enjoying themselves right you know basically enjoying the game in the world our parents were into like lord of the rings and stuff too so they were fine with like us playing games and and into D and stuff you know they weren't worried about that kind of stuff they weren't worried about you becoming satanists because yeah. of dungeons and dragons yeah. wasn't that like the campaign in the 80s it yeah. was like that's a good segue into joe's backstory i think <laughs> oh joe the satanist <laughs> yeah <laughs> absolutely black magic joe you're back <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I have zero history in any of them. <laughs> you know, when I was growing up, my parents were strict and to, to some extent and uh, very conservative uh, Christian kind of upbringing. So wasn't allowed to play D&D. Um, the video games that I did play, I hid. I like I, I don't know how I accumulated this stuff either. Like I got a TV and I got a Nintendo system. And I hooked it up in the basement and I like made this like structure of boxes around it so that I could like put them over it to like hide it. And I would play in the basement. (laughs) Dang. And and that's how I played video games. But eventually my mom caught me because you can't get away with it, you know, anything forever. (laughs) You know, you eventually can't hide a household appliance like a television for very long. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when my parents caught me with a dishwasher. I was like, no. Not what you think. <laughs> I don't want to wash them by hand. <laughs> but yeah, so my mom was like not too pleased. Um, you know, I would like buy music CDs and stuff like that. And she would like read through the lyrics and it said one bad curse word. And she'd just break them in half and I'd get like a lecture about it or something. Yeah. So yeah, no experience <laughs> and all that. And my wife jokes that, uh, you know, I've, told ashen and evan both that like you know my hobby is hobbies because that's kind of like what it is now so i'm like playing catch up in a way like i own two xboxes so me and my wife can play at the same time because like she's kind of had a very similar childhood or whatever yeah you know so so we can both play on separate tvs and stuff like that but yeah i just sort of like collected hobbies and then we were kind of looking for something to do around the same time that i was like I was getting into like nerfing with my kids, but there wasn't really a group around our area that really like got together and we were kind of like in the flux of like moving and everything like that. So it was really hard to kind of like get like a, any kind of group going for something right. like that. So it was kind of like, you know, anything we did was like as a family. So looking for the foam swords and all that kind of stuff and finding the first LARP that I ever went to four years ago just sort of like one thing kind of like fell into another like foam swords fell into larp swords larp swords you know fell into you know what is larp and then researching larp and thinking that's kind of goofy and then a year later you know a movie comes out or something like that called role models and then um i believe there's another movie that came out not too long after that called knights of bad acidum uh with the guy from uh what's his name yeah, oh, uh, Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn. Yeah. Zahn. And um, Peter Dinklage is uh, in it. The Dink! From, yeah, the Dink is in it from, uh, you know, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Uh, praise be. <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> so, kind of like, you know, small things that kind of got me into it. And then 
basically deciding like which one we were going to go to was like i think the big thing right because like we had just kind of like so did i sorry to cut you off but joe did you say that you have you're married and you have children yeah okay <laughs> and your kids go with you right uh yeah occasionally they do that's cool that's cool so it's something you can do together as a family yeah yeah that's i think cool. our first or second episode we did with a guy he's a little bit older than us like half a generation ahead uh but he had kids real young and so he goes to our game and all four of his kids come because his youngest kid's yeah. like 14 or 13 or something hmm. that's cool so yeah it's something that i can do with my family and my my, my boys come when they're a little less interested now i think <laughs> yeah I think it's just harder now because, you know, when I got into LARPing, we did it for a year and it was kind of just something me and my wife did at first because it was like, I didn't really know too many people in the community. Like at all, I didn't know anybody at all, actually. So it wasn't like somebody was came to me and said, hey, this is the place you should go. It was like, right. I just had to do my research. for So for like a year, I'm just like looking at different groups and around the area. And it was pretty much like, between these two different games and the one was like held at somebody's like private property and i was like ah, that seems a little i don't know if i want to do that and like <laughs> i'm role like play a, in my basement it, it seemed like a great like larp and there seemed like a lot of people there but it's just like i don't know just something about it like i was just like i don't know and then hmm. there was a much more just facebook presence in general the the one that i decided to go to called uh Fagland or whatever um just they had just like a stronger presence on mm-hmm. Facebook and things like that. So it was, it was much easier to kind of like see the interactions between like players and the people who ran the game. And it just kind of seemed like, you know, one thing led to another, like as far as like it was close, um, the community seemed like they're a really cool community. It seemed like they're really close knit. And that was kind of something me and my wife were searching for. Um, so we gave it a shot and yeah, like, it was a it was a great time. People were very welcoming, and um, I never do anything half ass. So <laughs> go whole when, ass. When we, yeah, yeah. I went whole ass. Ah. <laughs> like uh, my first character was full makeup, like full body makeup. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just like I had all these ideas for characters. My wife did a full makeup race as well. She went as this like fish person race and she had like scales that she like painted on her body and stuff like that and we just kind of like did a, a bunch of research like because we didn't want to like show up that was like the right. big fear was like we didn't want to show up and look like these people have never learned before we wanted right. to come and like me and my wife are both like artists too so it you wasn't like it was cool nerds yeah we wanted to be cool nerds well we didn't <laughs> want to like i didn't want to like stand out as far as like mm-hmm a sore thumb, but I also like, we actually did make sure like we, in in our minds, we made sure that like, okay, like this isn't too much. Like we didn't go too far where like people are going to be like, Oh, these guys are like, you know, creme de la creme LARPers. Like what are they doing mm-hmm. here? But it turns out that afterwards, yeah, that actually, they kind of felt like that. Cause uh, yeah. a good friend of mine, Josh, who, you know, he's him and his wife and our friend T started frontier dawn which is a game me and my wife both currently are staff at, you know, he was like, who are you? <laughs> Cause he's like, I'd never met you before, but like, you know, costuming is on point and your makeup's on point and all this stuff. So they were like, where did these people come from? Like, we need to find out. And, um, yeah. So we threw ourselves like in like full force because, you know, I think just like nerves, like I didn't want to, I'm going to get made fun of for not being nerdy enough. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, that's like a weird thing to say. But I think that's the age that we live in, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, you want to be I mean, it's like, it. you know, that's that's one of the things, like, I've never uh, wanted to go see the Rocky Horror Picture Show live because I never wanted to be, like, the per- the virgin, you know, the first person there that was, like, not a part of the scene or whatever. And it's like, you know, it's the okay movie it's quirky or whatever but i'm just not that into it but yeah i get the uh i get the the whole not wanting to be the new guy aspect (laughs) and that's probably one of the barriers for people not doing it like the exact same thing like unless you kind of you know like in joe's case really want to try it and get into it that you'll 
go through all that work and uh, effort to right know, that balance of like how much and not too much and it can be a lot of work and some people just either don't have the time or energy or that much interest or whatever you know for me i i have i've tried for years to get into role-playing games in terms of like you know i've played some dungeons and dragons and i've played some rpg video games and it's not really my genre um which strangely i've discovered recently that turn-based tactical games really are so I don't, I'm, I'm struggling with it. I'm coming along. You guys are pulling me towards it. But um, the last question I had for you guys, really, because um, I don't want to keep you up all night, is what is it that, like, if, if, I, if I'm brand new to, it's day one, all right, I'm dressed up like a fish guy with scales all over me and stuff, and I've got some foam swords, and I'm showing up. I'm I'm having a hard time because like the only thing that I've ever seen is you know like snippets on like Tosh.0 oh, or uh, you know I actually drove past a bunch of LARPers one time in Asheville, North Carolina, and I was like LARPers, and I wanted to stop the car and see them and stuff. And Should've. my wife and I made my wife and I made jokes about how that was their high school athletic team because Asheville's like a granola hippie nerd place, um, but. <laughs> But it is it really is um but uh you know i like as far as the the actual game goes other than like the combat and like is that are there i understand that there's different rule books are there referees is it always knights and dragons and warlocks and wizards and stuff or could i be a wolfman or like Homer Simpson, or like, is it <laughs> can't, like anything from Ready Player One? I want to be the Iron Giant, but I'm dressed like a fish guy for some reason. So, walk me through like, how does a typical game play out, and how do you win? How do you keep points? <laughs> so, I would say that prepare yourself. I, I think it's like the biggest thing. So. Think of something you'd like to do. So you like Star Wars, right? So, you, so you're probably going to want to play a sci-fi LARP. So you're going to want to look at sci-fi LARPs and see which are the closest to your area. And then you're going to want to research a little bit. But most LARPs so, run as like sorry. staff or whatever. So there is so there is like different genres. Yeah. There's like, oh man, there's like innumerable amounts of genres. We actually, the last interview we did was with a guy who runs a LARP up in Massachusetts. I heard that one. Yeah. So in that game, you can basically play any character. Yeah. He was saying there was like a bunch of different, like steampunk kids and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's literally your ready player one. Yeah. Where you can be from any world and then like play that character. So if you want to be like Han Solo, you know, and come from a, a spacefaring, you know, world or whatever, you know, where you're a bounty hunter or, you know, uh, a smuggler, you know, there you yes. go. Or if you can be Mario, you know, it's like, plumber who jumps. <laughs> well, Evan and I were making those jokes of all the video game characters we'd play so, in that game. Cause, uh, in ready oh, player I, one. But in, yeah. Uh, Dysphoric mania is the name that LARP. I said, I was going to play. Oh, yeah. I said, I was going to play mega man. <laughs> so cool. Evan wanted to be link. And then he was like, wait, no, Simon from Castlevania. Wait, no. <laughs> the guy from Metal Gear. Wait, no. Duke Nukem. That's who I'd be. <laughs> Hail to the king, baby. You can do that. I guess you can't really win. I mean, you Just can like in some the game marks, of life. But like, you're playing a character. You're kind of playing as like a community in a sense at a lot of LARPs. So whereas you can like where you win battles and stuff like that, there really isn't like. You're basically the only thing you're keeping score of. You know, so to speak, is is your you're keeping account of your players, your your character's health, and your abilities and stuff like that, which are like in whatever rule system you're using are outlined in the rules. How much health you start with, you know, what your abilities are, and how many you can get at the start of the game. And then most games like have like a progression system where you know you you gain more skills and more abilities as you go. You gain more health. You can do more damage. 
et cetera, et cetera. Now, let me ask you this, you know, like in, in some of the games that I've played recently, um, like Fire Emblem Awakening, you know, there's a whole permadeath system. Have you ever killed anybody? <laughs> Full on just kick their ass out of the game with a permadeath? Or is there relationship building? Like, have you it, like had completely fake relationships within the game of like... Only if you're yeah, a very good role player. I- yeah, I, I've killed off character actually. My yes. my own my own character actually. Oh, well, that's just suicide. No, it was, that's sad. No, it was actually it was kind of it was like weird because we actually talked about it on a episode that we did. What happens is you know you you build relationships with other characters. That's kind of like the fun of it, you know. And sometimes you don't always agree with every character that you come across. But the character that I was playing was this like hunter, and he was like a legend, so to speak. And he kind of like came to the new world to like in in our game you you come to the new continent basically you're uh, you know you're explorers and you're you're trying to settle a new colony in a new world and so he came over here to kind of get away from all like the fame and stuff like that so We've all but been eventually there. you know he, yeah right I was gonna say as you do it was just like a it was just like an interesting character to play because you know myself like i don't really consider myself having achieved anything great but like it was you know i did the character study of like you know great men and what happens when you get old and all that kind of stuff and i put a lot of prep into characters that i play um especially from a staff point of view because when you're playing a character as a staff member your character isn't around all the time but you carry a lot of the story with you as your character so you're Whereas, like, a player, you're, like, you're absorbing everything and reacting to it. Like, I'm basically, as a staff member, I'm having to, like, give you everything that you need so that as a player you can respond, you know, and, and have fun. You know, I'm, I'm there to entertain you. So, as as the game starts, like, is it turn-based? How, well, don't shake your head, no. Yeah, people can't see your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, we... I mean, that's why they call it live-action role-playing, because everything is live-action and happening in real time, for the most part, at least. So once the game starts, you're supposed to be fully immersed in the game. When you're sitting in a tavern, you're sitting in the tavern, and you can talk to people, or you can sit there and be a loner, or you can get some mead, or you can go out and explore. I mead. Yeah, I mean, I, I find that like the more attention to detail i put in the character that i'm playing especially if it's like if it's something close to me like if i if i if there's some part of the character that i feel is myself that i can relate to and then it kind of branches off like i love getting my characters like accents because it's it's actually a really good way in my opinion to keep yourself in role play because you have to talk in this character's accent the entire time you're playing so Hmm. one of the characters i play is a drunk and he's kind of a little bit like rick from rick and morty but he's not as like intelligent, so to speak. So he's kind of like uh, he just burps all the time. I don't even do that. I just like I don't think I've heard him. Burp, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just like stumble around or whatever. But um, yeah, so when I'm playing that character and like I get into the voice or whatever, like um, it really helps me stay in character. And then when I when I write the character's lore, I think about you know how he would react to different sorts of people that he might come across, and then you know, I practice. It's, you know, it's just part of it. And I think like as a player, that's something I would definitely say anytime where you're with other players and you can practice being your character, do it because the more you play the character, the more you flesh it out, the easier it's going to be for you to stay in character and be immersed in the game. It's good. Dip. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just picturing like, I'm picturing like a nerd father taking his son out in the yard and instead of like throwing the ball around, it's like, <laughs> all right, son, Oh, my, my kids aren't, accent. like, they don't really come that much anymore. Like, they, they used to come, like, with us a lot. And um, my oldest son was really into it. But now that I kind of got him into, like, nerfing, um, he's like, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> so. Kids today. <laughs> yeah. So who is, like, managing, like, the rules and stuff? Like, who's the the referee or the overseer? Is there, like, a, a game master so. type of deal? yourself no well to some degree yeah so you have a staff that runs everything 
everybody yeah. is probably encouraged, if not required, to read the rule book beforehand so everybody kind of has a general understanding of the rules, although there are discrepancies that come up based on people's memories. But uh, Yeah, I think, there's, I think there is self-policing that, that does yeah. go on because... In a sense, you other players expect you to know your shit, yeah. and you want to know your shit so you don't look like shit, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. And there are like marshals that go out on mods, um, and a lot of times the the characters that lead you to your what module is basically your your adventure that you go on. So you know, mm-hmm. if somebody comes to you and says, you know, oh the docks are being raided, blah blah blah, you know that that person leads you to the docks, but they're also to, to a certain extent, if they're staff, they're they're watching and making sure you're doing what you're supposed to do and using the skills you're supposed to use and that you're taking your damage and everything like that. And dependent on the game, um, some games are more strict than others. We haven't been really strict at our game, and it's started to like interfere, I think, with some people's fun. <laughs> because if not everybody's like, you know, kind of like taking their damage or or using the right skills, it creates like an imbalance because we design the things like the NPCs that you fight, you know, the enemies that you fight. Like if you're, if you're Duke Nukem and you're fighting your enemies and when you get to the end of the end of the game and you're fighting like the big bad boss or whatever, you want to feel like it's difficult, you know? And if someone's like, no, I have the cheat code on that makes me completely immune. So I won't die. Like, is that, I mean, I guess that's fun for you. Like if it is, but it's not really fun for everybody else because everybody else is following the rules. For me, it's like I don't, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have to like regulate somebody um, and tell them like, look, man, you got, you got to follow the rules. <laughs> but I, and I kind of hope to a certain degree that players kind of like help each other with that. Yeah. Because if you see some guy repeatedly dying, like, <laughs> you know, and then you're not, and you're taking the same amount of damage, if not more, then you kind of look like you're, you know, you look like a cheater. And yeah people aren't going to want to play with you so or you're at least going to have like a bad kind of like name that's going to get associated with you and i think that's where a lot of what i'd say is the the self-policing that happens at larp comes into play because um yeah honor system is really yeah what it is yeah that's cool so it sounds like to me we're looking at like a lot of because like i said complete and total outsider here but it sounds like an interesting mixture of like cosplay and like just spending time with other people and also a little bit of theater and you know mashing up all of those things and and making a game out of it that's exactly what is. (laughs) like those four things like it's community theater a game something else you said you make a costume <laughs> you know cosplay yeah um that's that's larp sorry to interrupt. Yeah, when you said uh how do you win i think it's the old adage is as long as everyone's having fun you're winning you know yeah and how and winning is not always what's fun you know like sometimes like there's actually a couple times where like you know my character that i'm playing one of his main motivation motivations is to protect people um and to like make sure he's in the way of the damage so his friends can survive and be safe and stuff like that. So like it's kind of okay for me as a player if my character goes down and if he dies as long as the other people don't die. And there's so, but there's been a few times where like I almost die and then someone either heals me at the last second or you have a serious messiah complex we <laughs> Maybe, need to talk yeah, about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have talked about that. There's... My character, Willie the Whipping Boy Williams. <laughs> it's kind of funny because I think like some people don't realize how much. Uh, and this, I think we actually had a me and Ashen were talking to a, another player that comes to our game, just about like how they're talking about like bleed, which is like a term we use when something in game affects you like like in the real world like emotionally in the real world so going back to that scenario where my character died and i'm literally they're like they carry me to like the funeral pyre yeah and they're like they're supposedly like setting my body on fire and like having a funeral while i'm playing dead was like what the fuck <laughs> like that like I, I was like i was tearing up a bit it was like it was heavy you what know were the what I mean? eulogies like <laughs> Here was drunken fish master. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was sort of like 
it was great because like a, a I caught everybody off guard like really bad because this guy was supposed to be the badass huh. and he dies and I think a lot of players are just like well what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck now <laughs> you know kind of thing that is we're cool. level two and he died what the heck yeah. how are yeah. we supposed <laughs> to live we have no hope. <laughs> yeah, we're swinging ones and twos, and that guy was singing sevens, and he's dead. <laughs> you know that kind of thing. Uh, you know, and and kind of the thing that that I was thinking about um, is like you see these like historical reenactors and stuff, and it's kind of the same thing. You know, oh, people yeah. get really passionate. You know, I live in North Carolina, um, so there's often quite a bit of like civil war reenactments and stuff and people bring their um you know the uniforms that their great grandfather wore and you know the swords that they carried and those kinds of things and you know they're really cool as a kind of a spectator sport to kind of see and you know you guys are up in the northeast a little bit so you know i'm sure there's some revolutionary war era uh reenactments and that kind of thing um especially up in like new england and and those places that uh are you know really similar but uh you know i could i could see people getting into those just as or getting into larping just as much as as the historical aspects of things yeah without a doubt i mean there was a player that came to the first game that i ever went to and he played and uh he actually wore his uh like reenactors uh uniform played like a character who was like a guard and he would like he was like really into it and he would like march around and he would guard the road and stuff like that and he's a he's a pretty cool guy too and um shame i can't remember his name that's how good i am with names <laughs> no, i actually yeah. like and i actually hung out with him a couple times too outside of larp so he was cool until he bayoneted my wife yeah <laughs> no but like uh in his defense yeah, she was charging I was gonna say earlier. I think that um, Cut off. I think that that yeah, community of <laughs> I think the community of of reenactors. There is a large part of that community that also LARPs or you know that's like a gateway into into LARPing because in a way, it, like you said, like it is LARPing, you know, yeah. or vice versa. You know, LARPing is like reenacting. You know, it's that it's got that theater aspect. Um, yeah, and playing pretend, like you said. Yeah. So, very last question, I promise. Ashton, or Evan, I see you yawning. Ashton, I see you dozing off every now and then. But, I know, this is your podcast, and I'm the one making it interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Scrap it this episode. Yeah, whatever. So, um, I'm legitimately interested in this, but uh, as far as, like, just a cultural study of it, um, what is, like, the biggest thing, like, the the thing that keeps you going back, you know, is is it the enjoyment of spending time with other people, like-minded people, is it that sense of community, is it, you know, kind of the nostalgia of, like you guys said, playing... um, you know, with your brother as a kid, that kind of thing. What is it? Yep, all that. <laughs> well, my <laughs> job here is done. For me, that answer is kind of hard because um, I want to LARP again because I'm not. Cur- I currently would say that I'm not currently LARPing because, as much as I'm LARPing from the standpoint of like, yeah, I'm playing characters and stuff like that. I'm not actually playing the game. I'm right. I'm the one creating the game in a sense with you know all my other the, the all the other staff we're all like helping each other create this game for you know people like Ashton and people like Evan to come and play at and I haven't larped in a while and like played a character like the last character that I played was like a like a, a helicopter pilot <laughs> I thought you were going to say a helicopter and I was going to be like that's intense <laughs> no, but, like, come with no, me but like that was like the last character that I played and I kind of like, I kind of missed that. I mean, like I love playing the characters that I, that I play or whatever, but in a sense, like I have not necessarily like an immunity as far as like my, my characters die when I want them to die kind of thing. Right. Um, because like the way we have our characters at our game, like, you know, NPC characters could die if they get into a fight that's like, you know, too hairy for them to handle in a, in a way I have some like quote unquote plot armor, so to speak. 
you know, some staff armor with the characters that I play. And there isn't that, it isn't the same thing as like playing a character at a game. And I know what's going to happen to a certain degree. And so there's no mystery, you know, to a sense. Like my my mystery comes from like, what are the players going to do? And, you know, the players don't disappoint, that's for sure. But, you know, a player does X, Y, Z. And like, you know, I would say that probably like, you know, 20 or 30% of the time, it's something that, you know, surprises me. But a majority of the time I'm like, yeah, okay. I see, I saw this come in and I, and I plan for it and I wait for those like 20 to 30% of the time things that happen because like, I want to be like caught off guard, but that's Mm -hmm. me wanting to play a character and not know what the outcome is going to be. And, um, I think like, you know, Ashton and, and Evan, we talked before about like going to a going to a different LARP like together and or getting somebody new who hasn't LARPed and going to a game and all kind of playing because like I want that experience back because I haven't really had it in, in a long time and um, not a long time it hasn't been that long but <laughs> but yeah you know so why lo- do you I keep love- going Joe <laughs> I love playing characters I think that that's the biggest thing I love creating yeah. new and interesting characters. I mean, I don't know. Like, maybe I play all the same character in Ash and Ever, just being nice to me. Uh, <laughs> all the char- they're all different facets of the same character because uh, <laughs> they're all me. No, but I mean, I play a lot of interesting characters. I think at the game that I play, but a lot of them serve like specific roles. Like they're written certain ways to carry plot or this that, and the other. So, like the last character that I made, which was like a helicopter pilot. You know, he didn't have that. He was like, uh, he was a werewolf and he was wrestling with, yes, yeah, so there you go. There's your werewolf. Uh, he was wrestling with the fact like that he was it. a werewolf and um, that he killed his daughter um, because Damn. You know, he turned and, you know, he was supposed to protect uh, his family and he, he couldn't. It's funny because everybody else at the game that played a werewolf was like, yeah, I'm a fucking werewolf. And I was like, fuck i'm a werewolf you know like i didn't want to be like that was my whole thing i was like i didn't want to be a werewolf everybody else thought it was cool and then um you know i want i want that back but i mean i larp because i like to play characters and i like to uh i like to watch other people play characters and and have fun and kind of tap into that that childhood like you know feeling of uh wonderment that i think like as an adult sometimes you know we, we don't make time for that. <laughs> I mean, as far as as far as that goes, you know, that's, that's pretty much all the questions I had. I'm very interested in, like, getting to... For me, like, there's sports and stuff that I like to watch but have never played before. Like hockey, you know, big hockey fan. But I cannot imagine myself on ice skates and nor would I ever want to do that to myself. But, you know, this is kind of the thing that I think that watching it would be kind of cool to see, you know, what, what storylines develop and the different things that people's imaginations can come up with and, and, and all that good stuff. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking of it as like a spectator sport is, is my analysis. Sure. So, well, uh, what'd you say, drunk guy? <laughs> Am I the drunk guy or is Evan the drunk Let's guy? Let's go to the guy on the couch. Guy on the couch? <laughs> guy on the couch for 600. Guess we're drinking something. I'm, I'm hoping to try and do a little uh, like Facebook Live stuff for the podcast at the event. I don't want to you know, break anyone's immersion and like film while stuff's going on, but right. definitely like before and like while we're checking in. So hopefully people will get to at least get a taste while we're, you know, before the game actually starts to see what, what's going on and what it's a little, a little bit, what it's like. Yeah. I that's think that's idea. cool. You know, being able to educate people a little bit, you know, spread the word, spread the nerd and, you know, kind of get people excited uh, or interested, at least, you know, people like myself who are not like, oh, man, I want to go do this. But people who are like, what are they doing? You know, I kind of want to see that. I think that's a good idea. You know, I, I think, you know, even just doing this podcast is a cool idea of, 
you know, there's there's aspects of, you know, I think all of us at some point have watched a movie and had thoughts on it. And we've played video games and had thoughts on those and that kind of thing. But, you know, sometimes there's aspects even of uh, the quote unquote nerd culture that are foreign to us, you know, sure. um, whatever that might be, whether it's, you know, music, sports, LARPing, comics, anime whatever well there's so much out there now that it's like yeah. almost impossible even though we think we can kind of absorb it all it's too hard to be an outcast yeah i don't know <laughs> i'm just like for me i if i see something that interests me i just i want to go out and try it i think that kind of mentality keeps you young so i like to tell myself as i'm going gray yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but no like you know i've, I've I've started a lot of quote unquote like started a lot of hobbies in the last like four or five years that uh you know because yeah I I think you know just my upbringing and stuff like that I wasn't allowed to do a lot of stuff so I didn't go crazy you know (laughs) like lurping the new way to get back at your parents (laughs) yeah right (laughs) maybe I could tell a story about that shut Uh, up dad (laughs) lightning bolt uh, lightning bolt (laughs) <laughs> but no, like, I think, uh, you know, like, if you have any interest at all, like, I think you should definitely, like, come out to a game or, and and you could, you can come out to a game and you can, like, be, quote unquote, in a little bit of garb, you know, that maybe your friends let you borrow something like that and just kind of watch. Like, you don't have to, you don't have to participate. There's plenty of people that um, come and pay, you know, $60 and come to every event and, and literally just sit on the sidelines and I don't really... Like I, in our game, we try and keep everybody involved. But I've been to, I've been to a game where people come and they pay forty dollars or fifty dollars a weekend, and I'm like, I don't even know why you're paying to come here because you just kind of, you're like you're paying to watch. Like that's all right. you're doing. Like, and that's cool, you know. If that's your thing, you know, you just want to come and watch or whatever. But I mean, I think until you until you try it, you don't really know. And um, mm-hmm. my character is a non sentient tree. <laughs> Some games you can play a tree. So, <laughs> well, if I if I do end up larping with somebody, I am calling dibs on the helicopter. <laughs> Get to the chopper! Get to the choppers! Uh, there was something I wanted to make sure got into the episode. That's a little bit of backtracking. The thing about LARP, to me, the way I view it is, it's almost like. Um, when someone says something like, I don't like coffee or I don't like beer, like that's a fine opinion to have, but there are so many kinds of beers and flavors of beers and ways to drink coffee and have coffee. That's like, mm-hmm. maybe you just haven't found that flavor or that way you enjoy it. And LARP, I think is a lot more like that than people realize. Like everything that we said, like describes LARP, but it also kind of describes a LARP or a kind of LARP. Um, right. And so I think that's something maybe people don't realize is there's what, what you might see in a movie or on TV or even a YouTube video. Like that's just that game or that's how that kind of LARP works. You know, like right. there are some LARPs that are just people show up on the quad at college and they just hit each other with buffer weapons. And it's almost more of like a sporting kind of LARP, you know, where I don't even know if they come up with characters and roles. They might, uh, but it's more like, you know, the first person to get hit three times, or if you get hit, you lose a, li- you lose a limb or whatever. Um, and then there's more like what we do, which is like campaign quest-driven sword and sorcery style, you know, like Lord of the Rings kind of thing. And then there's there's some that don't have any combat. You know, there's probably one of the biggest ones is Vampire Masquerade, they have cards that have things on it and they do like rock, paper, scissors. And it's almost entirely all role playing, acting, conversation, oh, interacting, that's interesting. you know, so, if, so if you don't want to, you know, if fighting's not that interesting or casting lightning bolt is not on your radar, then maybe pretending to be a vampire or a werewolf could be, you know, and then like everything in between and kind of like we said too, it covers so many genres, whether something you're familiar with or is common or something totally new that people have come up with uh Hmm. like the last couple of guys that we've had on have games that are completely of their own creation 
you know, um, and then some just blatantly, you know, borrow from Star Wars. I think I heard that. The, oh, I heard there's a uh, uh, Elder Scrolls LARP somewhere like in Europe. There's an official Star Wars LARP. Yeah. Yeah. And there's an official Harry Potter LARP. Yeah. So. So, yeah. So it's really Nerd! like. Because <laughs> you were asking specific questions. That's what I wanted to kind of address. It's right. like. We can answer specifically for our game all day, but that doesn't mean that's what LARP is, you know? And I think that's right. kind of a misconception for people. LARP is what you want it to be, man. Yeah, and I, I sometimes compare it to D&D, but it's also not like right. that either um, because D&D has that sort of standard rules. But it's like if you did that and then took your house rules to the nth degree, you know what I mean? Like Right. Well... And, you know, with the way you're talking about it like that, you know, I I can honestly say in broad and general terms, I think I have been part of a LARP. I'm beginning to discover this because, you know, I have played paintball before and done, you know, missions where it was like protect the president. One guy doesn't get a gun and your secret service and there's terrorists that are there to ambush you and stuff. And, you know, that kind of thing. So is it? you know is it it paintballs really freaking hurt you know they they leave welts on your ass if somebody shoots you too close so i can understand the desire to get a nerf weapon (laughs) and just gently you know beat somebody with it (laughs) or like a phone joe didn't you say that that you know paintball is larp they just haven't admitted it yet yeah well Uh, and also i think that was uh nerfers are larpers in denial yeah. yeah, I think that was Dao who said that. Or and let's uh, let's be right. honest. So are most bikers. Um, <laughs> they yeah, just I mean, like I, to, I, they like to LARP Mad Max. They dress yeah, all in like, leather. And <laughs> I haven't played. I haven't played. In my opinion, I haven't played the LARP of my dreams. That you know, there's certain like uh, scenario or world that I like to play in that I haven't played yet. And um, I've only played so far majority of the time that i've larped in a fantasy lord of the Rings style game so it's all i'm really that's all i really know as far as like that i've played but i like there's a there's a a larp where it's like a western and i really want to play that larp and i hear a lot of good things about it it's a game called dead legends and uh I talk about. <laughs> I think this is the second time I mentioned it. We're getting like free advertisement, and I haven't even been to their game. But everybody that I've talked to that's gone there, it's like this place. It's really good, and it's like a. I think it's kind of like what they'd call like a weird, kind of wild west where there's a little bit of like cult, kind of like magic stuff going on, but it's primarily like, you know, a a wild west. Oh my God. Like Frontier Town. Yeah. Like so, Dark Tower, the uh, Stephen King series? Yeah, it's, I never think read it, it. I was thinking more like Westworld. Um, not in the sense that like the, the people you're fighting are robots, but... <laughs> yeah, not as much like, rape. Yeah. yeah, no, probably none of that at all. <laughs> like LARPs have, like, have gotten to the... I mean, with anything, you you know, geek culture and nerd culture is, is you know pretty progressive culture so you know whereas that stuff might have been cool to have at your game you know eight years ago even though it wasn't cool (laughs) nowadays it's like if that was in your game no one's gonna come to your game and nor nor should they because you know as much as those are topics that we have to deal with in the real world you know a lot of people you know it's an escape so it's it's not the best place for it Well, we didn't get to talk about your podcast at all, Justin. I thought that's all we were going to talk about. So this has been good. <laughs> you have listen. failed. <laughs> I, I, listen here. Fella. Yeah, let's delete this and start over. We've only been going for an hour. Um, my uh, Our podcast uh, is you know, also basically the um, podcast numero uno for Next Level Nerd as we continue to uh, expand and bring on new shows and that kind of thing. Flagship, um, you know, th- they call it. 
flagship. Thank you. That was the word I was looking for. Me and my best friend Mitchell, we, yeah, you sit down. You sit down. You both number two. You're tired. <laughs> but we, um, we, we both are constantly just always talking about movies and like, what did you see this week? What were you watching? Did you catch this on TV this week? Have you been to the theater? Did you see this? Yada, yada, yada. And so we decided, Hey, these conversations, you know, we're constantly making each other laugh and have a good time and that kind of thing. So why don't we start recording it and, uh, you know, put it online, see what happens, see if we can get some listeners and so uh, kind of the, the um, idea that we came up with, um, it's a loose set of rules, but we try to stick to um, uh, reviewing movies that most people uh, or, or that were critically or commercial, you know, disliked. Um, you know, we've, we've looked at, at movies like Predator 2 and Last Action Hero, Die Hard with a Vengeance, and it's not just all action movies. Um, we're uh, going to be recording the Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou uh, this week. Um, you know, we've we've got uh, quite a. F- I think we've got like ten episodes out there so far, um, and you know we are uh, very excited to uh, continue growing Next Level Nerd um, and bringing on new podcasts. You know, you can check out the website at www.nextlevelnerd.com. Patreon site is patreon.com forward slash next level nerd. Um, you know, if you want to help us out and help continue to grow conversations like this and, and, uh, you know, we just really want to make a place where people can go and just be themselves and, you know, reduce the amount of negativity on the internet and, and help people find positive creative outlets and communities that, they can share their passions with. And that is my freaking spiel. <laughs> Evan or Joe, you got any quick questions for Justin? Yeah, why don't you ask me to help you with a Dark Knight review? That's what I want to know. Because the Dark Knight was reviewed positively. What about Dark Knight Rises? Yeah, Dar- I think Dark Knight Rises is maybe on our list but i you know the thing is is we look at like rotten tomatoes scores you know rotten tomatoes will tell you oh it's a wonderful life is a great movie it's a 98 percent. but when it's a wonderful life originally came out Uh... it was shit on by critics so there's kind of a you're looking at society's or not societies i hate to use that word but you're looking at like (laughs) the critical response of a movie from the day Rotten Tomatoes, the website was invented forward. You're not looking at it as a singular piece of art and really appreciating, okay, you know, I really like the soundtrack to this or, you know, there's there's always something good you can take away from art for the most part. Um, you know, then there's, you know, the Garbage Pail Kids movie and stuff like that that were, you know, just objectively trash. Sherlock Gnomes, 18%. <laughs> My son just went to see that. Luke gives it two thumbs up. I don't know what his opinion was. I'll tell you what. My youngest son watched Boss Baby and was like, Dad, it's the funniest thing. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then I watched it. Oh, my God. I died laughing. So I had the same experience with my nephews. Yeah. Boss Baby. That's pretty good. I like it. Fart, fart poop duty is one of the my favorite lines. <laughs> fart poop duty. When he swears. But I do want to, um, you know, we are planning on uh, doing some more crossover episodes like this. You know, if you guys, um, I kind of, I kind of like the idea of being uh, the guy who knows nothing about LARPing and coming in and and kind of asking questions and picking your brains and stuff because it's a world I'm unfamiliar with. But, yeah. um, you know, I do do find it interesting. But I also like the idea of doing, um, you know, episodes of the Next Level Nerd Movie Podcast where we, uh, uh, you know, review uh, movies that are in your wheelhouse as far as LARPing goes. And, uh, you know, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud is a bastard. So we're waiting until we hit some Patreon goals to start posting there again. Um, Spotify, all the all the podcasting places so um you know yeah i'm i'm looking forward to growing this together and 
you know, expanding our little neighborhood. Sounds exciting, man. After an awkward silence, anything sounds exciting. <laughs> All righty. Well, thanks for joining us, Justin. And, no uh, problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Evan and Joe, thanks for answering all of Justin's queries and just being generally cool dudes. I never even looked at another man. <laughs> We're just going to cut a little bit. Don't Sorry, that's from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> You're claustrophobic. I never even looked at another man. Donatello Casey Jones. Yeah, I've been yeah, using yeah. that one a lot lately. I'm sorry. Alrighty, well, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time on 321 Lay On Podcast. Bye. It's like we all have imaginations until we discover our boners. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely got in that part. <laughs> you can cut whatever you want. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> Circumcise that audio. <laughs> <laughs> Just the tip. Just the tip, yeah. Just a little bit. You won't even miss it. <laughs> <laughs> and cut.